Spanish Obsessed Beginners, episode 37, Reverse Construction Verbs. Welcome to Spanish Obsessed Beginners. In this episode, we'll be talking about reverse construction verbs. What are they? Why are they difficult? What's the easiest way to approach them? And what are some of the most common ones? And how can we use them? Don't forget, if you are a pro member, you'll be able to follow along with the transcription, see any relevant translations, get notes and exercises, as well as a ton more. Head over to SpanishObsessed.com forward slash go dash pro for more information. So reverse construction verbs. We hear these all the time, but what do they actually mean? What are they? Well, there's a whole group of verbs in Spanish which are reverse construction verbs. And it took me a really long time to get my head around them. It took me a long time to understand the concept of them and then even longer to start using them and conjugating them correctly. So what are they? Well, let's look at a couple of examples. No me queda nada. Me encanta. Me gusta. Those are a few examples of reverse construction verbs. So what's going on here with these phrases, with these verbs, and why are they confusing? Well, let's take that first example. No me queda nada. And that means I have nothing left. But that's the English way, our English translation. That's the way that we say it. However, the Spanish way of saying it, really, it translates as nothing is left to me. Or to me, nothing is left. Another example, let's take our second phrase. Me encanta. And don't forget the E sounds kind of join there. So it's typically pronounced me encanta. That means I love it. But again, that's our English translation. Really, in a Spanish speaker's mind, it's more like it pleases me. Or the way I like to remember this is it enchants me. Me encanta. It enchants me. These reverse construction verbs are basically a way of saying something and kind of in reverse to the way that we would say it. So instead of I like something, you could say something pleases me. A reverse construction. And technically speaking, we switch the subject and the object around, at least compared to English. To give you a few more examples and help you wrap your head around it, consider these phrases in English. I like chocolate. In this case, I am the subject. I'm the one doing the experiencing. I am liking the chocolate. And the chocolate is the object of the verb, which is like. And you can find the object by saying, what do I like? What do I verb? Chocolate. So what does that look like when we switch it around? You could say, chocolate pleases me. So chocolate is now the subject and that's the thing which is doing the verb. And me, I, am the object of the verb. Chocolate pleases what? Chocolate pleases me. I like chocolate, chocolate pleases me. So this is the better representation, or if you like, a mental model for me gusta el chocolate. Another way to get your head around it. Let's take some English sentences and as an exercise, try to kind of switch them around. So subject becomes object, object becomes subject. Basically just flip them around. How could you change, I don't like him? Well, you could say, he annoys me. And again, that would be a more Spanish way of saying it, or at least kind of a, a mental representation of the way Spanish speakers would say that. They would say, el me molesta. I remembered something. 
to switch that round, you could say something occurred to me. And final example, I forgot something. How could you switch that around? You could say something slipped my mind, for example. So to use these constructions in Spanish, we need to use what's called indirect object pronouns. And that's a mouthful, but it's the same pronouns that we use for gustar, which is, after all, a reverse construction verb. Let's briefly just refresh our memory for what those are. We say, me gusta. That's for I like. A mí me gusta. Te gusta. Le gusta. Nos gusta. And les gusta. So those are me, te, le, nos, and les. The way you could think of these is to me, to you, to him, or to her, to us, and to them. Those are like a good way of thinking of these indirect object pronouns. And then what else do we do? We need to conjugate the verb, and this is often the thing which slips learners up. A really common mistake we hear is something like, me gusta los chocolates. So we need to conjugate the verb for the thing that is doing the action or the subject. And in this case, remember, because it's reverse construction, we're saying chocolates please me. So in this case, chocolates, those or that is the subject. Chocolates is plural. So really, this should be me gustan los chocolates. So conjugating gustar for chocolates, which is plural. So how would you say, I like you, using the verb gustar? Think carefully about this one. Me gustas tú. Tú, here, is the subject. So we conjugate gustar for tú. Or how would you say, they love chocolate? And again, we'll use our verb encantar. You could say, les encanta el chocolate. So a way you could think of this is, to them, chocolate enchants. <laughs> les encanta el chocolate. That's the basic way that these phrases, that these constructions work. And we can expand from there. There are tons of these reverse construction verbs in Spanish. And here are three of our favorite, apart from gustar. Quedar, faltar, tocar. Each of these verbs can be used in like a normal way, if you like, a non-reverse way, and then this reverse way that we've been talking about. So listen to this dialogue and try and listen out for these reverse constructions that we've been using. Vamos a cocinar una tortilla. ¿Por qué? Porque no nos queda comida. Listo. Entonces, ¿qué tenemos? ¿Qué nos falta? Eh, no tenemos huevos. Nos faltan los huevos. ¿Y qué más? Nos quedan papas y cebollas. Entonces, nada. Bueno, entonces me toca ir a comprar los huevos. Sí, te toca comprar los huevos. Okay, so we used three verbs there in a reverse way. The first one was with quedar. Porque no nos queda comida. And that means no food is left to us. We don't have any food left. 
you also heard? Nos quedan papas y cebollas. To us are left potatoes and onions. So we still have or we have left potatoes and onions. The second one you heard was with the verb faltar, which means to be missing. So if you like, the opposite of quedar. This is a really useful one to learn. You heard. Que nos falta? And that means literally what's lacking or what's missing to us. So in other words, what do we need? Nos faltan los huevos. To us are missing the eggs. And notice because it's los huevos, that's plural. So it's nos faltan with that plural ending for faltar. And finally, tocar. So tocar can trans well, has many translations. Probably the most common one that you know is to touch. You could say no me toques, don't touch me. It's also used to play an instrument, toco el piano. I touch the piano, I play the piano. But when you use it in a reverse construction way, it kind of means it's your turn or one has to. Let's look at the phrases and then hopefully you'll understand a bit better. So you heard. Me toca ir a comprar los huevos. So, me toca ir means I need to go. It's my turn, me toca a mí ir to go. I need to go to buy the eggs. You also heard. Te toca comprar los huevos. So, exactly the same here. It's your turn or you need to go and buy the eggs. You need to buy the eggs. Te toca comprar los huevos. Those are reverse construction verbs. Listen out for these. And once you start hearing them, you'll notice them everywhere. They're really useful. And what I most like about them is that it's a very natural way of speaking Spanish. If you can incorporate them into your own Spanish, it makes you sound less English and more Spanish, which is usually a good thing. Bueno, muchísimas gracias y nos vemos.